Hey, everybody, and welcome to another official Celebrity Boxing Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Bruce, alongside the man, the myth, the legend, the reason why we're all here, the founder, Damon Feldman. And today, we have a special guest on the show, Dave Tiberi. If you don't know his story, you're about to find out a lot about it. But he had a pretty controversial title fight that we're going to get into, I'm sure. And Dave, man, it's good to have you on the podcast. What's happening? Oh, it's exciting. Thanks for having me, Chris. I always look forward to things like this, especially when it deals with uh, one-on-one sports like boxing. Yeah, no question about it. And you've been, you know, kind of known for your boxing career. But beyond that, you're really doing a lot of amazing things in the community. You're in our Wilmington, Delaware area. That's where the studio is. Tell us a little bit about just kind of you, and then we'll get we'll kind of dig in the past in a second. But just bring us up to speed on what you're all about. Yeah, first of all, thanks again. I, my, I, I go back when I was a kid. I was one of 14 kids. So I have 11 brothers and two sisters. And they said, well, how did you get into boxing? Well, I have 11 older brothers. I had well, no I can choice. guarantee Damon can't count that high. <laughs> That's a fact. Uh, I, we're going to talk after this. Here, so go ahead. Yeah, so uh, I, I think growing up uh, in a large family, it, you don't have much. And, and it, we had our struggles. And I just, boxing was a, a great platform for me to, uh, to showcase my talent uh, and open doors for me. And I always said growing up that all the things that I, I never had as a child, I was going to make sure others had. And so it's uh, in my church, I call it my ministry. It's, it's an outreach. It allows me to go into the community uh, and impact the community. So boxing was, a, 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 again, a great platform for me to go into community now. Uh, we've I've been involved with a number of boards. I'm on the Christiana Care Hospital Foundation Board. Uh, we have over 43 Boys and Girls Clubs statewide. I'm on a state board of the Boys and Girls Clubs. I say that because these organizations are having a tremendous impact in our community. Yeah. So I, I was a Boys and Girls Club kid, so I knew what it did for me. So uh, I always try to put my, my feet in other people's shoes. Uh, but I could go on and on. I'm on Easter Seals Advisory Board meeting those in need in the yeah. Easter Seals community. Uh, and when you get out there, it's, it's so addictive when you start helping people and see how appreciative they really are. Yeah. And again, I put myself in that seat, and I'm always remembering what it did for me when somebody stepped up and was willing to help. Right. And so, uh, so uh, boxing was that gateway. It gave me an opportunity to have exposure. And uh, I said, well, I'm going to be doing it for God's glory, not my glory. So Yeah, well, just be careful when you're putting on other people's shoes they're not still wearing them <laughs> good point right? yeah that's something to think about now damon you obviously have known dave for a long time yeah you saw him kind of coming up the ranks i'm sure because your father actually was a big part of what you had going on so talk a little bit about that connection well, i was i was also a sparring partner to dave for his uh title fight and with, with bernard hopkins so we'll uh, just meeting Dave was amazing. You know, he was a, a guy that, you know, you heard of. He's like this amateur standout. And I was like, he came to the gym and, you know, I was the only white boy in the gym. So he was the second one. And it just, it, that's how we learned, you know, going to these gyms. And uh, I was like, damn, man, I wonder what this guy has. So, and it just, you know, Dave took this whole thing to another level, sparring to him. When I used to spar him, it was brutal, man. This guy's conditioning. It was, it was like no other, man. And, uh, just he's an amazing guy, and just having him here, looking at him face to face, and what he's accomplished in his life, and his incredible book, Tiberi, the Uncrowned Championship Champion. Um, it's really good, man. My dad loved him, and uh, you know he took him to the world title fight, where you know he got just disgracefully robbed of. Yeah, you know? questionable at best, right? A split decision. Brought a lot of federal investigations came out of it. I mean, that was something at the time that really shook the sport up. And I think there was some stories that related to, you know, Trump 
in the hotel room. We'll get to that. Oh, yeah. You know, there's some, maybe this might be the only thing that Trump and Biden ever agreed on. Ever, ever. Like, I don't yeah. know. There's a lot of yeah. things no, to talk truth. about. It is. It's right? truth. This is so, really big. So that fight and that night, what was it like for you being in this ring with Lights Out Tony at the end, you know, the final bell rings, you're standing there, you're thinking, man, I might have won this fight. Mm-hmm. And maybe inside you're thinking, I won this fight. Right. Then the decision comes. What's that? What is that? Well, it's Bernard, uh, it's, uh, Damon will attest to. Damon was a sparring partner, um, Bernard Hopkins, Prince Charles Williams, late heavyweight champion, mm-hmm. Stevie Little. And yeah. I remember at camp, Bernard Hopkins used to always look at me and say, in the new, like Michael Buffett, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, new. Yeah, yeah. So that's all we ever talked about in camp. We never said if. Right. We always said in the new. So I was so prepared because each fighter that I sparred with, they were all emulating Tony the best they could. You know, you have somebody like you have somebody like Damon or Prince Charles Williams at the time, seven years of late heavyweight champion, who also Marty Feldman trained Prince as well. Yeah. He would bump me and push me. Where if you ever spar, if you, if you ever sparred with Bernard, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah. he'd hit you from angles, and and just he would rough and tough. He would he would turn it turn it into a physical, just like uh, Tony did. Yeah. Uh, and then, but he was watching tapes, and he would he would roll the shoulders. He emulated Tony to a T. So yeah. camp camp was incredible. And then by fight time. We already knew we won that fight. We just had to, we had to go in there, and I say we because we were a team going into the ring. And I knew that uh, one thing Marty said, Marty Feldman said, Dave, he goes, he doesn't, ha- he doesn't know how to back up. And that's how we prepare for the fight. He goes, James, Tony does not know how to back up. Yeah. And so it, it did show 24 million people watching by ABC Wild World of Sports. We're they were shocked. Even the now TV announcers are saying, Tiber is actually going after Tony. Yeah. This is suicidal. Yeah, right, right, it's just right. suicidal. You obviously had a plan, right? right. And mm-hmm. The fact is you knew that if you came into him, he would struggle to be able to get out of the way. Right. And, and that he, was... he didn't know how to punch backing up. He would stop punching. Right. So in camp, we had our camp, and everybody knew to push me, and it was exhausting. As as Damon will tell you, it was exhausting the first two to three weeks. It was just because I had guys just pressuring me, and then I had to fight back and get underneath. And Marty said, "Don't get up, don't don't get caught high with him." Very first yeah. round, I got caught with the left hook. I was and, nervous there, man. I was sitting there, I was like, "Oh no, what the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> don't get caught up on yeah. it. I remember that Marty left hook, right? You're like, yeah. "Lights out." There's a reason he's got the oh, name. Man. Tremendous left hook, and I know what Michael Nunn felt when he. Got but but the, can I? I want to say one thing. Yeah, it was please. after it was that second round it was right first so round, after left and the first round, round so it came to the second round and the third round was, by the third round Dave turned the tide man he started coming on I'm like holy shit Dave's gonna win this he's gonna be the world champion I rolled down you know cause they had all the way up in the bleachers came all the way down my dad got me out there Man, it was amazing watching this from ringside, man. It wow. was just and that just, I mean, just an incredible fight. And we've had, you know, we actually had James Tony's manager, we had Jackie on, mm-hmm. and she was talking about about the fight too and, and really how this was a big deal in terms of the way that that decision came through and all the controversy around it. Talk a little bit about after the fight and what happened. Because, like, mm-hmm. I mean, you, Damon, you were mentioning the other day about how there was this moment where Somehow, like Trump, Marla Maples, oh, they all came you're all in the room. hotel yeah. room yep. after the fight. What did that moment, how did that even happen? And what did Trump say to you? Well, it's interesting. Building up to that, prior to the fight, Marty Feldman called and my manager, Mark Condra. Back then, they didn't have, like, you could have three people on a cell phone. So Marty would call, then, then Mark would call, and then Marty... Marty said, I know Mark's interested. Maybe we fight Leonard or Duran. Yeah. And they were both on their way out, but it was I was 25th in the world. They were like champions, right? Yeah, they yeah. were on their way out, Owen. And you could see them slipping. 
And um, and I remember when Marty said, Marty goes, I think that we should take the fight with Tony. And he said, when he called and said that, I'm like, Tony's on the table now. He said, Well, they want to build. He just he just signed a deal with HBO. He just uh, he uh, just beat Mike McCollum. He's in a big win. And um, so Marty goes, Here's the reasons why. If we beat James Tony, he just got the biggest honor in boxing. It's called Fighter of the Year. Pound for pound, Fighter of the Year. That's the biggest honor in boxing. So Marty goes, and I think, uh, I'm going to study a plan, but I think I know how we beat him. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I trusted Marty to the, to the max because he was such a motivator, but he was also very transparent about how he felt about things. Right. And he, and, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he <laughs> always felt futuristic for me. So with that, we, we committed to... He's like, this is our best step. To get where you want to go. Yep, and, and control the middleweight division. Right. And he did yeah. that with Prince Charles Williams for seven years. So we, we committed to, to fighting Tony. But then to your question, after the fight, we knew that Marty knows the sport. He's had a tremendous yeah. amount yeah, of top yeah. fighters in the world champions. Yeah. So he know he knows the game. So after the fight, when the, the decision was announced, truly I was devastated. Yeah. And I remember when I was coming out of the ring, um, the as my wife said, maybe it's not part of your plan, it's part of God's plan. And I'm thinking, you know, because I was in my faith and very strong. And yeah. and then I questioned that. And my wife afterwards, she goes, I never, I never said that. So I really believe, you know, literally the most inaudible voice said it was God speaking, saying, this, mm-hmm. you know, son, be comfortable. It's going to be fine. And whoever thought that at that fight, when I got to the locker room, as Damon will tell you, Marla Maples and Donald Trump and Marla Maples, they put the security pushed away in. He was in my locker room for about 15 minutes talking about. You know, this discussing decision and overturning decision. Fortunately, at ringside, there was Thomas Hearns, 24 million people watching by ABC Wild World of Sports, and there was Bob Guccione. There was a lot of people at ringside, yeah. and that really helped, I think, uh, ignite this. Not realizing that one of the most powerful per, uh, people in the world was watching the fight at the time for me was U.S. Senator Bill Rolfe from Delaware. Right, right. U.S. Senator Bill Rolfe was a, he was a senator that uh, the only one that could investigate the fight. He's from Delaware, mm. but he was also head of the subcommittee on investigations, which is the only so body. They messed with the wrong the person, man. Wow. <laughs> he messed with the yeah, wrong yeah, person. Yeah, no, so this was going to get looked into. Yes. Yeah. And so within days, I was in, I, I was the very next day, I stuck around for the media. And it's very interesting. A lot of people don't know the whole story. After the fight, I had dinner. After the fight, James Tony went to the hospital. Yeah, so that's yeah, a big difference yeah. on they say he was power he was power overpowering me with punches. I'm like, I, uh, well, I'll tell I feel you. pretty good. Dude. Well, look well, at him. <laughs> yeah, well, you one, see I, the other guy. I just had dinner. But one thing is, look, man, I'm a fight guy. Dave Tiberius is a fight guy. When they start saying, Oh, well, maybe he was weak, this and that, look, Dave Tiberius beat his ass. And honestly, like it was it would see that's from people that don't know boxing, don't know, oh, this happened. We saw Dave Tiberi train, especially when he was in the Poconos running where you can't even breathe and sparring. I saw him spar 10, 12 rounds with Bernard Hopkins, Steve Little. You're talking about Prince Charles Williams. That's no better sparring. Yeah. Dave Tiberi was totally robbed, but man, but what he's become is just amazing anyway. So, Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you took it on the chin like you did that night mm-hmm. very well. You've been able to kind of put perspective behind it, and use it to kind of build towards what you're doing today, right? Mm -hmm. So that fight, obviously, just before we get into what you're doing now, can you imagine, what would have been different if that decision was the other way around? In your life, what would have been different? I look back, recently, six months ago, I was almost six months ago, I was inducted into the Atlanta City Boxing Hall of Fame. And I, I had a friend of mine call me and say, you know what's weird about that, Davis? 
it was Atlantic City where this all, all this controversy started. Yeah. And so do you feel like, some of the media asked me that too, do you feel like this is justification now saying, look, they're admitting a wrong? And, and you know, my chief, one of our chief barn partners with Bernard Hopkins, and my yeah, friend yeah. said he probably made fifty million in his career. Dave, that could have been you. And I, I said I don't look back and say this or that. You know, I I'm Bernard's biggest fan. I mean, he was he, yeah. he was not only a great friend, he's he's, he's a great boxer and a great person. And uh, but I looked at the fight that how it came together. I would have not been able to help. I've I've received fan mail from boxers from England, Ireland, not only Africa. I mean, these individuals are sending me letters after my fight saying, yeah. "Hey, I don't I'm not getting opportunities." Right, because it's being promoted by a handful of pr pr promoters that are controlling the sport. Right. So I looked at this and said, you know what? Maybe I was the vehicle for them to be able to. Didn't understand it at the time, but you asked the question earlier. I think is key. But Senator Biden stepped up. You know, yeah. Trump. And I ever thought this thirty years later, still talking that same names. You know? <laughs> Amazing. That's great. That's the only time they ever got along or agreed <laughs> on something is uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Yeah. That's a good trivia question. But, yeah. uh, it is very good. And then, uh, yeah, Senator John McCain, uh, Senator J.C. Watts. But what was really sad, Chris, is when I was on and, and Damon and Damon knows the story. When I was on the Senate before I went on the Senate floor, the subcommittee on investigations interviewed me, and. I remember Dan Renzel came over to me and he sat with me. He said, Dave, this is really sad. He said, because you're the only one. He said, we've, we've interviewed so many fighters that, that are illiterate. Mm. And he said, you're helping us read these depositions and helping us through this process of understanding the language of boxing. Right. And so many fighters can't do that. Now we see why they preyed on these fighters. And I said, it's a shame, you know, but, but it's so true. And, and I've been in camp with a lot of the same fighters you're talking about. And it's so sad. And I think that was the biggest impact when one of the fighters stepped on the Senate floor that was illiterate. And he, he just, and he said, no, I just signed whatever he told me to. And this is a well-known yeah. fighter. And, he, and he, he made millions, but he's bankrupt right now. Right, and right, they, right. they stripped him of everything. So everything's there meant was a for reason. reason. Everything's meant for a reason. Yep. Also you. Like, I'm so glad I got stopped at 9-0. I'm able to see my mm -hmm. children have good talks. You know, you're speaking incredibly well. You had way more fights Thank than me. And, you yeah. know, honestly, man, you know, everything's meant for a reason. Mm -hmm. And now your future, you have a lot going on. And I think everything's meant for a reason that way. But you have to love that. I still like to bring this fight back out, man. I, I mean, have I, you talked like to Tony since that, you know? Yeah. Have you ever had the opportunity to have a conversation with him? I have a feeling that the Hall of Fame, he was inducted at the same Hall of Fame I was. Oh, really? So, uh, yeah, so we... Uh, I remember uh, the a bunch of people when when he walked in. I was talking to you, Larry Holmes and Roberto Duran, and we were all all the fighters. Michael Spinks and Tim Witherspoon is the best. We were all chatting. Yeah. And uh, so when Tony walked in, the room got really quiet. And so he walked in, and <laughs> and, um, and everybody's like, "Yeah, go over and go, you know." What do you want me to do? Yeah, I just, yeah, right, yeah, right. but everybody really wanted us to talk, and I understand where it was going. Right. And I'm like, I have no animosity against James Tony. Right. I mean, he knocked out Holyfield, knocked the best fight. Yeah, man. Guy. Hey, he, hey, he was the heavyweight champ. Yeah. He got robbed for the heavy. The one thing, see, everything's for a reason. You got robbed with him, and he got that lucky win. He fought Ruiz, and he they got he totally beat the hell out of Ruiz. Won the heavyweight title, and they said he did steroids. Remember, right, and yeah. that's that came yeah. back on Tony because, or he would have been the heavyweight champ of the world. Yeah, and then knocked out Holyfield too, which right afterward, ninth yeah. round. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, it's pretty big. He gets those opportunities, right? If that decision had gone a different way, and it's just the whole thing. It's crazy how yeah. it all works. But it's really. not the, 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 the yeah. good thing about it, the crazy thing about it is it wasn't that was 
he was undefeated fighting Dave. This wasn't like in his life. This no, is when this he, is, was he was a prime. Badass. Yeah, twenty. Like, this is when Tony was. Tony, was, Tony, was, Tony ever listen, was. Tony used to be the guy when you go to the press conference, he's, he's coming after you, like right, yeah. like attacking you. you so know it's I mean? sort of like the kind of press conference you like, Damon. Is what you're saying? Well, of course, if that you was like back nice there, I'd, I would want to promote that. Bob Arum might put him to sleep. You know what, I mean? what the hell? But you know what's interesting is I know, and I know you can appreciate this. Um, it would have probably that fight was probably easier for me than fighting Bernard Hopkins. Right, 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 right. Oh, without the Hopkins was sharp. It that yeah. was it was just it's crazy. You think you the rest of your life. I mean, if you won, you don't know what would have happened. But Lawson had this dignity. It's just amazing where this fight had happened. You know what I mean? Like beating you really to everybody's mind. And what you did it him. do for the sport? I mean, because obviously after those investigations, it oh, definitely big. changed. The sport in a lot of ways. So talk a little bit about that impact yeah. in itself is something. So we, I'd say we, because the only fighter which at the time um, was devastating to me, the only fighter stepped up, but I was so happy for him was, uh, and I was happy because it, it made an impact, was Evander Holyfield. Mm. We tried to get George Foreman and a lot of the other fighters to say, go on a Senate floor with us because boxing needs to be cleaned up. And Holyfield was uh, at the time of the Olympics and he stood up and he said, we need some rules. We need we need to straighten out the sport because every state does not have a commission. So they were trying to figure out how to improve the sport. So Holyfield said, you know, the the biggest thing is is the safety of fighters. But from that, ten years later, from that fight, ten years later, it launched from that fight into a full fledged investigation into mm -hmm. the sport of boxing, and they exposed a lot of a lot of darkness in the sport. And it led to the first ever ten years later, President Clinton signing the Ali Bill. Right. Which is like I know I remember the media when I was doing something on uh, Sports Illustrated. They were saying, "Well, why what, are you upset? It's not they're not calling it the Tiberius Bill." I said, "Not at all. Ali's the greatest fighter. Why? I mean, if I could get the fact that it's, I'm tied to Ali that way because I'm a big fan of Ali. Of course, I got the end of my end of his career, uh, end of his life. I got to be good friends with Joe Frazier, and um, and I remember Joe Frazier off of what we're saying now. So interesting. Joe Frazier, we're at the Congressman Carney's office, who's now our governor, and we're sitting there one day and. He said, what was the biggest, he said, if you had to change boxing, what would, would be the biggest thing you would do? What, what step would you take? And Frazier sat back and he said, I would, uh, I'd check out who's in the corner. And he said, what do you mean by that? And the congressman said, what do you mean by that? He says, well, who's in the corner going to make or break that fighter, possibly get him killed. He wasn't talking about promoters or anything else. He said, who's in the corner? And so I always remember that. That's what the hearings were all about, was the health and safety of the boxer. Forget about all the rules, but right. let's, what are we doing to address, you know, I'm, I could go down a whole laundry list of you guys could too. If fighters, after their careers, they have a thing called pugilistic dementia. A lot of them are working on the streets now yeah. or hustling. They have yeah. nothing in their life. I know, it's so terrible. It, is it, really, so it really is. It is. So to see some of that come out of it was good. No, 100%. Yeah, sure. You definitely were, I mean, one thing about controversy, you know, obviously you didn't get the win, but in reality, in life, you got the win because all this, you actually changed boxing. Like you have a big part in changing the way boxing's run now right now so and we hope it keeps you know hopefully, hopefully the momentum will continue to go in that direction you is know? there let me ask you is there a state athletic commissioner in delaware right now uh I, well pennsylvania was overseeing delaware so what happened from the bill yeah, one yeah. of the things that happened was the neighboring states had to like down south there's not much box it's more in the nascar and other sports but they the neighboring state would have to pick up hmm. the so if your state does not have a commission the neighboring state would also handle yours right yeah. right right and that really i think made a difference so delaware was handled by Pennsylvania, sometimes yeah. handled by Maryland. Well, hopefully on. that guy's out of there now. So <laughs> I, oh, I hope that guy's out. So, so I got to ask you one thing: Would you, would you ever step in a fun celebrity boxing match? 
have some fun with I'm, it. I, I think I'd make a good referee at this time. Oh, yeah. there you go. Well, hey, listen, that in itself would be a great thing. But, yeah. you know, you could maybe take on some of your old sparring buddies. You know, maybe get Hopkins in there with you no. for a little fun little nah, match. Nah, but, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more of a politician or an Ooh, actor. Yeah, so if you could maybe take I'll on a politician, Biden. who would it be? If you could pick one. Uh, yeah, I don't. Dave can't talk like He's that. He's too much there. of a politician. Yes, he has to watch that, say man. It. Well, I'm just testing that. him. Yeah. I'm pretty apolitical. What kind I, of I, question was that, man? Come on. That was what a David question. question. Was that? You're rubbing off on me. Dave. On, I don't man. know what's happening. No, that's a funny question, though, because um, I think there's there's some politicians that people would have fun. Uh, yeah. Know, like, I, I think... Some of them have great personalities. Yeah. And so getting the right one, that would be that would be pretty. Maybe knock a little sense into them. <laughs> we'll figure it out. It's it's really it just makes sense. Just like um, I forget Kerry. I think his name was Kerry. Took Marie did the thing with Holyfield or something. But one of those guys yeah. had a little exhibition. You doing it because. When do you vote? You vote when they hear the guy's name the last minute. That's all it is. Right. No one really knows the people they vote for. Yeah, that's interesting, though. But, I mean, it, it's kind of a fun thing. And what's great about the celebrity boxing, you know, platform and everything that it is, is it brings, you know, maybe not professional fighters into the ring most times, right? But it brings right. everyday people, the people that maybe don't have that experience, into the ring, into a new world to kind of push themselves in a different way and challenge them to take on somebody else, which is very wild to see, right? Because it's very unpredictable mm-hmm. and a lot of fun to Well, watch. you know what's really interesting about this is we might have the slurry boxing comedy team right here. <laughs> Dave is yeah, the boxing I mean, expert. You're we could easily be, you know, the, the commentators on the sideline, a little color, you get the analyst. You, you know, that would be a good combination. Uh, we mean, talked heck, about this before, should, but well, timing's everything. Hey, I, when I get put my first pair of gloves on, I was five years old. It was Delaware Park Racetrack. Yeah. And off what you're saying in celebrity boxing, take that now down about 10 notches. They used to get the local high school coaches and kids mm. and anyone else that had a, yeah. a beef. Right, right. And they would get them a pair of gloves. And every Tuesday night growing up, that's how we were introduced to boxing. That's amazing. It's, so, we, so far from any real reality that we're in right now. Can you imagine? All right, guys, put on your gloves. We're going to go out in the air. We're going to knock each other out. There's hey. no way they could do that in school these days. Imagine, imagine getting a couple college coaches. Yep. I mean, and say to get two big rivalries and you put a pair of gloves on. I, it just, Settle in the ring. Yeah, because, you know, you're, you're, you're here to And in the ring. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and lace them up. Yeah, that's you know? it. Lace them up. Let's and not hear any more talking. Let's lace them up. Absolutely. And now I know you're talking about boxing gloves. When I hear you say that you put your first pair of gloves on when you were five years old, I grew up in Syracuse, New York. I can't right. imagine waiting that long. It was cold up there. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. Yeah, that's right. Especially that weather, right? <laughs> but anyway, so it's, it's a lot of fun. And you, you, you know, you wrote a book. You've got a legacy. You've made an impact in the sport. You're now kind of channeling a lot of your effort and your energy into the community. You know, what What are you doing right now? And what would you tell people that are just trying to make it in whatever it is they're doing? Because we're here always about to you know, overcome exactly. obstacles and really mm-hmm. kind of making your life the best it can be and getting off the mat, right? Mm-hmm. And getting knocked down. We're all getting knocked down every day. But how do you right. get up? What would you tell those people? Well, you know, just even my own life, my own story, I think the, the one thing I find out with a lot of people is, is it's so easy to feel sorry for yourself. It's so easy to play the blame game. And, yeah, yeah. But but as you can appreciate, is everything that I've always tried to do is, you know, if I'm around somebody, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. And, you know, if you're around somebody, it tells me that person that's, you know, Zig Ziglar, the famous writer, says every day we should do the checkup for the neck up. So if you have people around you right now, when you start evaluating that you're always negative, you better look around your circle. And that circle of two right. or three people are going to tell you who you are. And if there, maybe you need to change that, that, that circle of friends. And when you start changing that circle of friends, I left New Jersey, and I just remember they were settling for mediocrity. And I remember meeting in, in early on in my career talking to Marty Feldman, and I said, and Marty says, look, he goes, 
I'm not here. He said, I'm here to, to make champions. Mm. And he said, that's fine. He said, if that's something you want, then this is where you want to be. And I remember going to the gym, and there was a young Bernard Hopkins. There was Dame, and there was a bunch, bunch of young guys, and they had the same hunger. Uh, you Bam Bam Hines. And we together, iron sharpens iron. We build each other up. So if, either in the, if you're in this room or you're watching by podcasts, look at your circle of friends. Challenge yourself. Don't get intimidated not to call somebody. Well, that person, that's where I would like to be in life. Well, call that person. Tell them, say, hey, I'm impressed with what you do. Can I meet with you? I love that, man. Yeah, don't yeah. be hesitant. Yeah. This whole idea of putting people on a pedestal, that person had to go with you. You yeah. don't realize until you hear their story. Exactly. They had to go with you. With, oh, you absolutely, already, right? People don't understand. You have to hit the brick wall, fall flat in your face, and just because someone's succeeding doesn't mean it was given to them. They fucking worked for They're it. Human. Yeah. Anyway, we're all they going through for things. It, man. There's they nothing for that it. puts somebody, like you said, into a category. Yeah. Of, you know, they're not this elite, special specimen, human person thing, right? Mm -hmm. We just have to take them all and just look at them as like real people and connect and relate and that's much more i mean people, i don't know who you are. that's what you want that's what you crave yeah. right chris that's the call when somebody i right i'm on leadership delaware board yeah and that's the group that's really and our goal is to build leaders and and, and they right now over the past 10 12 years these leaders they they went through the leadership delaware program for so many weeks now these same young people all diverse backgrounds right, right, now yeah. these, they're, they're, they're sitting at the bank as an executive yeah. they, they, because they want it the next level but one of the things that you know i know is from a large family not having much you know, it's a lot of times them and us. It's right. like, man, I could never be right. right. And then I, I took those. That I, posturing doesn't get you anywhere. No, it doesn't. It puts you, put you on, no pun intended, it puts you on your heels. Yeah, do you definitely. want to sit on a store? Do you want to get up and fight? I'd right. rather be on my toes and initiate the action. Lean forward. Absolutely. Yeah, let's go for it if you want it. And, uh, and there's where I, when I get a phone call a lot of times, and I always take any call, and I'm always, I'm on the phone with people, and I'm always like, what do you want to do? And I'll say, uh, you know, I'd love to own my own business. Well, what do you like to do? Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we do this? Let's first of all find out who's really good in that business. And, I, and I'll introduce you to them. Right. Well, and, and if, well, would you do that? I said, no, you're going to do it. I'm going to be on a call with you. Yeah, and yeah. you're going to tell them what you want. Right. But right. you got to initiate. So, and all of a sudden, doors start to open for them. And I'm like, but you got to be the, you know, look how yes, you guys, you guys yes. are going after it, right? You want yeah. it. You just go after it. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's cool. You're like the ultimate accountability partner. You're like, you know, hey, if you want something, I'll help you push it. You're going to do it, mm -hmm. but I'll be there to make sure you do it. Yeah, right. People have to invest yeah. in themselves, man. Yeah. We're, figure it out. They want to do, cost money, whatever they got to do to get there. You got to do what you have to do, but do yeah. it right. No question about it. And you know, it's fun, guys. Like right now, like with this interview, you know, it's not by accident somebody's watching this right now and listening to us. And, yeah. And, and so, you know, just, I just, I, I see this all the time, like right now, poverty's high, they said, things right. that are going on in our communities. And and then right now, we see in boxing, for example, my brother Nick does international matchmaking, professional right. international And Nick said, Dave, I'm getting young people coming from Ukraine, Africa, and these other countries. They're hungrier than our American kids. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yep. so when I talk to these kids, these local gyms, I always say to them, how bad do you want it? I want it so bad. Well, tell me what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't have to tell. You tell me what you. A lot doing. of people say they want a lot of things, right? But they're not really willing to show up and do the work. Yeah. So it really yeah. comes down Put to the it. time into it. Yep. Yeah, everybody wants to hand it to them. It's well, it's easy to say it. Yeah. Right, and it sounds good. Right. Of course, I want all these things, but it's, do you? Right, right, right. And that's yeah. really, I think, it's proven over time how much you really want something. Yeah. So I want to ask everybody. Yeah. So, talk so how, how, how's everybody, get, how's that, they get the book? You're on Amazon? Yeah, so we're on Amazon, or they can get a hold of me directly uh, in personalized signature. They can get a hold yeah, of yeah. me via uh, my personal email company at dtiberia at erpsafety.com. Yep. So Amazon mostly has been selling yeah. it, so I okay. use it. But if they go come direct with me, dtiberia at erpsafety.com. Well, this is like the real Rocky story here. Yeah. It really is. And so... 
basically look at these abs. You're gonna do a movie? Yeah. 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 Trying to do your own movie. That's TNT, man. That's Dave TNT Tiberius. That's this guy right here. Look, look in the in the lower right hand corner or left hand corner. You see the you see Tony's face. You know what happened. Look at the difference. I don't know. Who do you think won that fight? I don't know. That's a you great could ask Tony, though. and I think if he'd probably be honest with you. He'd tell you maybe the same thing. But like you said, you went to dinner, he went to the hospital. That's all I know. Yeah. Simple as that. But TNT. you know what's fun, what's fun about being involved with writing the book is, yeah. is um, the people that you get to talk to and the people you get to meet. And, uh, and so, because everybody also has to sign off on a lot of, if they're running, if you're using their name sure. and likeness and so on. And uh, we had a thousand, that one person, and we had to turn it around because of the Senate hearings at the time, six or seven months to turn the book around. Yeah. So it was fun, uh, especially when you're dealing with the stature of people like Biden and Trump and, right. you know, lawyers have want to look at things. And so uh, it was it was an interesting experience. But uh, that was another thing. If you if you said to 10 year old Dave Tiber, 12 year old Dave right, Tiber, right. would you would you be involved writing a book? Yeah. You know, God's got a great sense of it humor. happens. Yeah. It all happens for a reason. And even you, like, I know you always take a, took a stab at politics. Did you ever think about running for governor or anything like that? You know, it's interesting. I I, um, I have a real passion for politics, but yeah. I really believe in, in my, I really believe the opportunity for me is what I'm doing now. I'm getting more done mm. politically by being a community servant, a community outreach yeah, person yeah. than I think I ever could from being a D or an R. If, so when I'm when I'm in the community right now, I work hand in hand with Donate Delaware, for example, an organization we started during the pandemic. We gave over, um, we have given over three million supplies yeah, to, uh, awesome to all the all the community Delaware, Pennsylvania, Jersey. We gave mask, gloves, hand sanitizer. Recently, we shipped 22 box trucks of medical supplies, mostly medical supplies, to the Ukraine that were donated by our Lions clubs, our Rotary clubs, and so that was all part of bringing the communities. We have four. I was able to work with friends. We recruited 4,000 volunteers. Our biggest sponsors now for our program is Bank of America, J.P. Morgan. Uh, and I want to I give them a shout out because these are organizations. Yeah, Every definitely. time I ask them, they step up and they, they make sure supplies that are needed. First of all, for the Delaware and surrounding communities. Yeah. But then we just, uh, Jackson, Mississippi is a minority community. Mm -hmm. And the way they treat the people in Jackson, Mississippi, with the water supplies are contaminated. Yeah, so disgrace. we shipped a tractor trailer load of supplies, water, the local artesian water donated uh, bottles of water. We were able to get a box truck. And then with all the things going on in Florida now, we've yeah. been able to step in. So there's a lot of good things that I think that if I did hold a position in, in office, people get immediately you pick you have to pick one side or another. There's a lot of red tape. There's and, a tremendous and, amount of red tape. And when you're able Yeah, you're able to have the flexibility to take action. Yeah. You so, see something, so, you want to fix it, you right. do it. So why don't you start you should start doing your own the Delaware Athletic Boxing Commission or Athletic Commission here. You could I think you start bringing like arena football here, maybe, you know, some big celebrity fights or even pro boxing. Mm -hmm. Even just start maybe a arena football team. I mean, there's so many things you could do in Delaware. I think you're the guy who should take this over, really. Well, Delaware, too, and I'm sure you both know this, Delaware yeah. is the incorporation mecca of the world. Delaware yes. is probably the wealthiest state in the nation. Yeah. I mean, we have all the big corporations. I'm moving down here, then. <laughs> no. But, you know, we're lowest in taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have to, we tax-free shopping. All the things that you look for to want to come to Delaware, yeah. and then the good news is, if you want to go to Philly, we're there. Thirty minutes with location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk about location, location, location. We're There's here. nowhere else that you're two hours to New York, two hours to DC, hour to Broadway. forty minutes to yeah, Philly, Baltimore. an hour to Baltimore. Yeah. You got mountains, you got beaches, you got however Museums many yeah. international airports within yeah. striking distance. There's literally hey, nowhere got, that's more centered to this many people. 
Yep. The population. You even have the center. president of the United States lives here. That's, that's a little crazy. Absolutely. But, yeah. And TNT Dave <laughs> Tiberi, man. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's the, you know, Delaware is one of those places that you do have the ability and the access to people of all walks of life. You mm-hmm. can get things done. It's a good place to do that. And Tiberi, this is an amazing opportunity yeah. for this to talk. I mean, we yeah. could talk about your story, yeah. I'm sure, for a long time. And maybe we'll bring you back on. We could talk about more of it. And who knows? Maybe we'll have you on the side of the ring. You so and I could course, kind of buddy up and, on, and talk. I think it. it's a beautiful thing. It's the start of it. This well, you know, too, you have people like that are watching tonight that are really fans of celebrity boxing. Yeah. So what I do, and I, and I challenge them watching, if this is what you enjoy, figure out where your seat is. Yeah. Not just in the stands, but where your seat is in the arena. Maybe maybe you can work the back room. Maybe, what, you yeah. know, what do you bring to the table? And there's right. and this is how, from a recruitment perspective, when we when when somebody comes in and says, "This is really neat that you're giving baby formula." Like uh, two weeks ago, we gave 140. We found we found a baby formula in Australia. Delaware was the first state in the nation donate yeah. Delaware in partnership with the food bank, the governor, lieutenant governor, the governor's amazing. office. 144,000 units of baby formula now. Delaware kid families are being covered. That's awesome. I say that. Then we've reached out to the community. This is somebody's watching tonight, and, and you and you love celebrity boxing. Make the phone call. Figure out how you can participate and help out with the organization. We That's will. how you get engaged. We'd love to help you that in that way too. And also, see, Celebrity Boxing is a redemption platform, like the underdog. That's why right. I always look at it like myself. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I, maybe I wasn't underdog, but everything I went through in my life, I always, I love helping people and I love giving back too. And that's what I think it's about. You know, celebrities are good. They're the, that's what it is, celebrity boxing. But it's making that person a celebrity mm-hmm. by helping and redemption. Yeah. The underdog giving their shot. Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. Shining a light on people, giving them that extra Absolutely. 15 minutes or so, that extra minute. We all get 15 16th, minutes of yep. fame, but this is their 16th minute. Yep. It's that extra little moment to showcase, to shine, and it's all through celebrity boxing. Yeah, yeah. Dave, it's a pleasure having you on the Real show. Real quick, yeah. you, both of you, who was your dream fight on celebrity boxing? Who would you say would Oh, your, man. Besides, I, I fight him. Oh, <laughs> man, knock maybe, him out. Damon, you know, Damon thinks he's got a lot still left in the tank. I don't know if he could keep uh, up. Listen, man, you I know, know you have a jab, but uh, my if sle- you can train me, maybe I have a shot. We're I don't know. We'll see. Mark, I want to do Mark Wahlberg and Will Smith or James, Tony, Dave Tiberi rematch. <laughs> yeah, can mine be uh, a cartoon? Could it be illustrated? I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll go uh, one of maybe. those. Maybe. Right. We do have a metaverse fight coming up, so yeah. anything's possible. All right. Yeah, yeah. Right? So we can see. But either way, thanks for tuning in and taking part of the official Celebrity Boxing Podcast. You can find it anywhere you stream your podcast, listen or watch. Christopher Bruce, Damon Feldman, Dave Tiberi, official Celebrity Boxing Podcast. Celebrity Boxing Podcast.